Hey there, hope you're doing well. Um, in this video, let's talk about uh, you know Ruby gems and NPM modules, and and libraries and dependencies in general. The other day, you know, uh, uh, I noticed that uh, one of my team members had actually uh, uh, started using uh, an NPM module that uh, had like you know had, uh, a minimal number of downloads, right? And then I had a chat uh, with my engineer, and we had a discussion around it. Uh, talking about what are some of the factors you should consider in actually uh, picking uh, dependent modules and gems and and libraries and whatnot right because you know what happens uh, quite often is when you have a need for something uh, people go to say npmjs.com or rubygems.org and then look for something and the first hit or the second one that, that it returns the result if it looks kind of like what uh, people need they start using it. There's, there's a lot of issues here. Let's start at the first one. The first one could be that that could have been, I mean, I don't know how these, these results are returned, but it's not necessarily based on uh, uh, adoptability uh, or popularity and such. I don't think so. Because sometimes you see these modules returned that have like a meager number of downloads on a weekly basis. Um, that's one. So one is they have like only a few thousand downloads a week. And two, uh, they may have not been touched or commit, uh, there wouldn't have been a commit in the last many years. So in this example, the, the NPM module, actually I don't remember which one it was. Yeah, I think it was a, a YAML module. It had only a handful of downloads on a weekly basis. And it uh, also was not committed. There, was, there were no commits in the last past five years or so. So obviously we didn't, uh, we don't want to use it. We didn't use, we, we're not using it. But I've, I've seen uh, engineers pick uh, these types of modules and gems all the time. And if it goes unnoticed, what happens is you have a proliferation of these dependencies in your code base. So you look at the package JSON or, or gem file, you see a number of these items. Uh, and the, there's many issues actually. Let me go slowly one by one. The first one is it is, doesn't have enough downloads and not many people are using it. Two, but what, that, what does it mean? It means that uh, that this gem or library that you're looking for, that you're actually looking at is probably not the best one right so there's probably other good ones out there so the number of downloads is important how frequently uh, you see uh, commits and pull how many pull requests are open how many comments are being made uh, when was the most recent commit all of them tell you how active that project is right if it is not and if the last change was like five years ago you surely don't want to use it I mean, even if the last change was like six months ago, 12 months ago, I would still be a little bit concerned. But I cannot say that with certainty because there are cases of libraries becoming stable enough where there may not be very many changes, not frequently at least, uh, but they still do a pretty good job. Um, I, I, I've certainly used some of them uh, for many years. So you can't go with just that, but you have to go with the combination of these factors, right? But if it's five years, two years, no, it's, it's no good. And then you want to see the number of committers and then the stars, folks, and all the kind of typical stuff just to get a sense for how many people are using the gym. Uh, I, I just say gym, but I mean NPM modules, all of them, right? You get the idea. That's one thing. Now, the second point is sometimes there is a thin wrapper to a, let's say there are plenty of Ruby gems out there that are no more than a thin wrapper to actually uh, uh, some other, maybe even a, I'm trying to think of an example, right? They don't provide any additional value. They just gemify a functionality. 
Uh, you don't want to do that. I, I, if, is bootstrap? Uh, if memory serves me right, uh, I think there might be a gem for uh, Rails bootstrap. Yeah, I'm pretty sure there is one, uh, which I don't know if it provides a whole lot more value than just being a gem that wraps a Java piece of JavaScript code, right? I don't, I mean, again, uh, there's no right or wrong answer. I would not use a library for that kind of stuff. It's much easier to interact with the underlying libraries directly and not with the gem or the NPM wrappers on top of them because they never end up being maintained, not actively, and then you're stuck because if there is an upgrade to the, to the underlying library, that upgrade might not surface itself in the wrapper, at least not immediately or maybe never. So you could get into a sticky situation. So don't try to use a gem or a module just because it's quick and convenient. Uh, what takes like five minutes might take maybe two hours if you did not use it, but it's still in the grand scheme of things. That's not a lot of time. So you certainly want to ask yourself if you should actually be using uh, this library and if it's providing enough value. And if it does, and you feel like, okay, it's active, it's maintained, it's current, there's plenty of millions of downloads on a weekly basis, and you, and you want to use it, then there's one more question at the minimum you have to ask yourself, which is, is there another module or a dependency that's already part of your repo, your application? If it is, what is the point in using this other one? Just because it does things slightly differently, or maybe it has one or two extra methods and features of functionality. Uh, or if, yeah, if that, that's not good enough for reason, right? So you want to use the one that's already there. But if you feel like the one that's already there is like dated and you feel like it, it's important to make the switch or transition, that's a separate effort in itself. It couldn't, it, I don't think you should make it part of your feature implementation, right? Or your enhancement. It should be a separate activity because that will have an impact on all of your existing implementation, right? So if I'm replacing an existing YAML module with a new one, the method calls are going to be different, the integration with that library is going to be different. So everywhere else in my code, in our code base that we would have used the previous library, we need to swap it to using this new one. What we don't want to do is have three different YAML modules that basically solve the same problem. Uh, it's going to be difficult to maintain and if your package or you know, uh, whether if you're using NPM the package lock or if you're using YAN, the YAN lock files are just going to keep growing. Uh, and you're going to run into package dependency issues. Trust me, that's one of the most difficult problems to solve. So the more libraries you have and you don't need them, the more difficult it's going to be when you have to start resolving those dependencies. I mean, this is true across uh, all frameworks, right? It's not specific to like Ruby or JavaScript, because even on uh, in our Flutter apps, uh, I've, every time I do a Flutter upgrade, I keep my fingers crossed, right? Because I'm not sure uh, what might break in terms of its dependencies. And I, I've resolved them more than once in the last two or three months. And it takes it takes quite a bit of time. And it's, it's a distraction, right? Because it takes away time that we could be using and implementing a new feature or an enhancement. We'd actually have to do, uh, uh, you know, just keep the dependencies happy and in sync. So, I mean, of course we need to use these modules and plugins because you don't want to reinvent the wheel. I'm not I'm not proposing that you don't use uh, these libraries that are available and sort of reinvent the wheel. That's not the idea, obviously. But you want to make sure you keep that to the necessary minimum. And you also want to make sure that they are not redundant. And most importantly, make sure that they are very active in the community right now, because if they are not, it's, it's going to lead to plenty of problems, right? So that's basically it. And uh, and if you want to check out products that use 
good dependencies. Ones uh, that use active dependencies, use dependencies that are stable. Uh, one thing that comes to mind is snowpal.com. So, of course, I have to end this with a shameless promotion. Definitely go check out our platform and download our app and, uh, and tell me how much time it saved you. It's, it's not a question of if it saves you time, it's only a question of how much because uh, we are confident it will actually. Thanks for watching. Bye bye.